Well, hi, you're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Mags Hall, and my guest this evening on the telephone from North Carolina is hopefully Bob Moog. Bob, are you out there? Oh, I'm here, all right. I'm really glad that you are, because we're always a bit, bit frightened using the telecoms here. We have this telephone system that's very... Um, quite temperamental is the word. I think other radio stations have very flash uh, systems that work perfectly every time, where ours is a bit of touch and go. It's a bit like our radio station. <laughs> oh, what kind of equipment behaves itself when I'm involved? Well, I th- well, actually it is, so thank heavens for that. So I, I, I'm phoning you tonight because I know that you've just, they've just released a documentary about the Moog. Um, were you quite excited about the, this uh, film that's just come out? I, I wouldn't say I was excited. Uh, it's obviously it doesn't it doesn't hurt your ego at all to have somebody do a documentary about it, but uh, you know somehow the, the the documentary had a life of its own. You know there was what I was doing, and then and there was what Hans Fjellstad was doing, and uh, you know every now and then we we crossed paths and he'd do some more filming, uh, but uh, it didn't have much to do with my daily life. And I'm just wondering what you think about the actual film. As, you know, I went to see it a few weeks ago, and I was wondering if yeah. you were happy with, with the final result. Well, sure. I mean, there's a lot of great music on there. and uh, Apparently the people uh, that I've talked to really enjoyed uh, what they saw. Uh, I, I think uh, Hans did a very nice job putting, it, putting together the material that he got. Uh, that said, you know, I, I just like to point out that it is Hans's film, and uh, I, I really didn't know what it was going to look like until I, I went to see it myself. I know a lot of people have wanted to see sort of um, Wendy Carlos, or uh, who was formerly Walter Carlos in the film. Do you think there were some people that got missed out that you'd like to have seen in the documentary? Well, I suppose it, it would have been nice uh, for Wendy uh, to be there. There are a lot of other people that I worked with uh, during uh, the period when, this, when I was developing the modular synthesizer. Uh, these people that I worked with quite a bit are not very well known today. Uh, they're, they're just uh, composers who uh, were very creative and gave me a lot of great ideas. One of them, uh, the name is Jonathan Weiss. And uh, he actually has a day job uh, fixing Volkswagens now. Uh, but he's still as talented as he ever was. Uh, another is David Borden. Now, now David Borden has a, a group that performs fairly widely. It's called Mother Mallard. And uh, uh, he's, he has developed his, uh, uh, his use of synthesizers uh, far beyond uh, you know, the way he began in, in the late 60s. And, uh, you know, he and I have, have remained good friends. So, so John Weiss and David Borden are people that I worked with uh, on a daily basis. Got a lot of great ideas from them. And then, uh, you know, just thinking of the people who were in the film, uh, it was Gershon Kingsley that I did a lot of work for. And... Uh, uh, this, uh, Walter Sear, who was a representative of ours in New York City. Uh, and then, of course, it was Keith Emerson and Rick Wakeman. But uh, 
uh, I sort of miss Jan Hammer there because uh, Jan Hammer showed the whole world uh, how to play expressively on a mini Moog. Uh, it's something uh, you know nobody understood all you could do with the pitch and mod wheels until Jan showed them. And I'm also wondering if there was anyone who's made mood music that you've not actually liked, because obviously you seem to get on so well with the musicians that do use your instruments. I'm just wondering if there was any occasions where there was um, a musician who used um, any of the Moog equipment that you, you invented and you thought, I can't bear the sound of that music at all. No, no. There's nothing like that. I, I've, uh, I, I don't have strong musical preferences. I don't, I don't have my own musical vision. Uh, my my pleasure, my gratification comes from working with musicians, interacting with them, and uh, ev everyone is different. Everyone is a new experience, and uh, I, I can't think of anybody that I'm sorry, uh, you know, that they made the music that they did. I think one of the interesting parts of the film is regarding the, the, the discussion that you talk about with the um, inventor that you spoke to about using a piano keyboard on the Moog actual design, which I th found quite interesting because I didn't really know that you'd kind of considered not using a keyboard. So I'd kind of like to ask you the question that if you hadn't used a keyboard, do you think the Moog would have made been as popular as it was or would, and, and would a completely different type of music have been made? You know, that's a good question. Uh, at the beginning, uh, our, the equipment that we made was modular, so you could connect any, any uh, control device, any control interface you could think of and design, you could, you could connect to control the, the sound that the, the modules were producing. Uh, keyboard was one thing, but we had many others that we were fooling with. Uh, Things as simple as a doorbell and as uh, as as far out as a ribbon controller, a theremin controller, all these things uh, uh, we made available, and people ordered pretty much what they wanted. Uh, uh, Carlos, who did switch on Bach, uh, wanted a keyboard, and because of what she did, uh, making switched on Bach, uh, the instrument became associated with the keyboard. It's, it's not so much that uh, we use the keyboard, but that Carlos wanted a keyboard. We built a keyboard for her, and she made uh, uh, some great records with it. That's what defined the direction of the Moog synthesizer. And I noticed that in the moment, you, well, last year, you invented a new um, kind of keyboard that you put on top of a normal um, acoustic piano to allow it to play completely uh, different sounds. Um, could you tell us a bit about that new invention? Because yeah, that's the called first the piano bar. Uh, and that's, uh, it, it's a MIDI interface that you sit on, uh, on the back of a, of a keyboard of a conventional piano use the keyboard of the piano to, to play uh, electronic sounds uh, just as if uh, you know you were uh, you were using a computer or another electronic keyboard a lot of musicians really like using the piano keyboard and uh, you know for them it's it's a it's a comfortable and expressive interface so uh, our piano bar takes advantage of that you can play, obviously, any sort of music you want, uh, anything that can be 
uh, controls through MIDI uh, can be controlled from the piano bar. Now, one of the other things that you um, were talking about in the film, which I also found more interesting, were your th when, it, when you talked about your own thoughts regarding higher forces of influencing your creativity and inventions. Um, and as an engineer and scientist, I found that quite interesting to hear. Um, would you care to elaborate that on, it, on that at all? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people have picked up on that and want me to talk about that. Uh, to me, it's, uh, I, I didn't think I was uh, getting into something all that new or, or fascinating. Uh, throughout the ages, uh, you know, writers, artists, uh, people like Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla, You've also been quoted as saying that um, you could uh, also feel what was going on inside of a piece of electronic equip equipment. Sorry, were you misquoted in some way by saying that? I, I take that that you just mean that from looking at a layout of a particular circuit board, you can know exactly how the sort of sounds it's going to make because you'll know the, the physics involved. Is that what you were really saying? Not exactly. Uh, I. I <laughs> I can, I can look at a schematic diagram for a circuit and think about it and just get a feeling uh, for how it would work, and that feeling is becomes a part of me. I, I don't know if I can say anything more than that. It's, it's not... <laughs> well, that's fine. I thought, you know, it's definitely of interest, and I certainly enjoyed watching the film. I almost thought it was a bit like a home movie in some respects. Did you feel like that yourself, that it was a bit, you know, very, it was very informal and quite refreshing? I know Hans wanted uh, wanted to be like that. He had one camera, you know, one cameraman who rarely used a tripod. So he usually is, he had this very big professional camera, of course, but he, he uh, handheld it and, you know, moved around and uh, gave it this very informal look. That, that's something I know that... Uh, the filmmaker wanted to come across with. 
and he certainly had very informal sound. What did you think about the sound design on, on the actual film? And in the in the terms, I, I noticed that there were scenes that were you know in the film which were you know you had the sound of traffic, in fact louder than the interviewees at some yeah. points, which I thought adds, added a certain charm to it actually. Yeah, I I've never thought about it that much. Uh, to, to the extent that I thought about it, I thought well you know that's what Hans wanted, uh, and uh, that's what he instructed the the, the cameraman to, to take and. <laughs> And that, that's all there is to it. Uh, well, Bob, I was also wondering, you know, what are you up to for the rest of the year? Are you, have you got any plans to come back over to England in, the, in, in, 19, in 2005? I don't have any plans now, of course. You know, plans do develop. I do have uh, plans uh, to come to uh, <coughs> Amsterdam, Holland at the end of October. Uh, but that's, uh, that's about the only plans I have right now to come to Europe. I, I'd love to come back. Uh, I'd love to participate in, in other musical events. And do you, at the moment, I know you've been working on particularly on the theremin, do you, and obviously this new piano um, keyboard. Mm. Um, have you got any other um, new mu musical instruments that are up your sleeve at the moment? Or? Well, that's what we do here. We, we design new, new musical products. Uh, we're about to come out with a rack mount edition of our uh, Mini Moog Voyager, which we're fairly excited about. After that, there will be a, a new Mografoger. Mografoger is a uh, analog effects module that any musician who plugs in can use. Uh, this this new one, uh, we haven't released information out on it yet, so I, I won't begin now. Uh, and, uh, you know, later in the year, I'm sure uh, we'll come out with uh, something that we don't even know what it is yet. Well, I have to say that we have a live band in today from Poland, and in fact, they're using a mini Moog, a Rogue Moog, and a Mooga Fuga, which uh -huh. for those people listening wondering what that is, uh, that's two keyboards and a ring modulator. Uh -huh. uh, so uh, I don't know if you're able to get this on the internet, but they, they're they a kind of jazz band who've got and three Moogs, so there was almost synergy there in uh, the setup today, so uh, I thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> well, I'm sitting in front of my computer, I'll turn them on as soon as we we're through with the interview. Okay, well, I'm gonna, we're going to have a competition after we play some music by Gershon Kingsley, uh -huh. which is from that classic album, Music to Moog By. Um, <laughs> do you remember this album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. Do you have fond memories of it? Does, it obviously makes you smile. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, it was sort of a lark, I think. Uh, Gershon did a lot of, it, of uh, very well-known music that's, uh, I, I wouldn't say music to Mogwai is his is, is, is best known things. It's got a beautiful cover though, hasn't it? If, I don't know if you remember, it's got a kind of flower pot made out of circuit boards. With, yeah, with, and, with and a bed flowers. too, doesn't it? With a what, sorry? Oh no, that, that's, uh, that's another album. <laughs> I was thinking of another album. Hey, well, this this one's great. It's got a circuit board flower pot with pink flowers and eyes which feature his face on each eye, I think. Yeah, Which yeah. Which is very, very, very uh, psychedelic, I would say, almost. And I know you were well, a keen... Well, that's how everybody did things back then. And I know that you're a keen gardener, and having seen you in your organic garden... Yes. 
in the film. So I do recommend that people go into this film. We will be giving away some tickets for the film after uh, we've played a piece of music from Gershon Kingsley. Well, I must thank you very much for talking to me this evening. I know it's about five o'clock there, isn't it, in North Carolina? It's a little after four. A little after four. Okay. Well, yeah. it's it's nine o'clock in the evening here, and it's um, we're ha we're having the first sort of snow that we've had for most of the year, actually. Sort of snow blizzards and nothing nothing serious, just kind of light snow, which is probably nothing up to what you get over there. But thank you so much, and um, we're going to play some music to move by, and I look forward to hopefully meeting you again in the future. Okay, Max. Take care. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Mr. Bob Moe. Bye-bye.